Good afternoon and welcome to Treaty Talk episode 204. From wherever you're listening or, or watching, you're very welcome. A uh, lot to get through again today. We obviously have the two Limerick Senior Hurling Championship semi-finals. We'll take centre stage this weekend, one on Saturday and one on Sunday. We also have Premier Intermediate Hurling semi-finals. We had the junior quarterfinals already. We have some football action going on as well and we'll be looking back on the, the ladies football finals over the weekend. And obviously since we last spoke, Limerick have uh, named their new football manager. So stay tuned for all that and more. The impression again, we get all with what you put into it. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the war court today. No more about it. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left side. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's going to win. He's going to win. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. <laughs> Good afternoon, Matt. I suppose for anyone that was waiting to to see us at half two, we had to be delayed an hour. Just things in life get in the way, but we're we're here now anyway, Matt. And how are you keeping and how have you been over the last few days? Not sure. It has been hectic uh, for the last couple of days, Jack. It's been hectic for the last couple of weeks because, of course, we've had so many games um, over so many codes, and of course, we're into the knockout phase, well, into the knockout stages, and. We're up up to the final stages in, in which uh, the ladies' football now for this year um, is is basically finished. Except um, first of all, I suppose we should congratulate um, Mona Gay because they were they, they, they were they were the first club Limerick um, club uh, in in club action in Munster this year, and uh, they went to carry at the weekend and had a very very good win over Dr. Crokes four eight to one eleven. So that that will prolong the the ladies' football. Um, Season in Limerick, but um, we had we we had the junior and intermediate finals and and big crowds uh, at the weekend. Um, the game is really really catching on, and and um, the only disappointment was Jack, of course, and there's nothing anybody could do about it, and that's the weather. It was very, it was very very disappointing in in, in Capamore and Capamore, as usual, had their facilities in chip shape. You know, absolutely. Um, it's 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 a it's a lovely venue to visit, and um, but it was spoiled by the weather. But I know we'll be talking about the finals later, Jack. Yeah, we'll get on to those finals uh, later on the line. But you mentioned Sunday, and I suppose it was, I suppose the moment of the weekend and the stranglehold of the top four in the Limerick Senior Hurling Championship for the semi-finals came to an end, and it was South Liberties that inflicted that final blow that has been coming for a while, Matt. We have said that gap was closing and. 24 hours previously, KP nearly were the ones to do, but it was South Liberties in the end. A brilliant performance. You mentioned tough weather conditions. You can see by the scoreline, 113-14, that you know they were hard come by, but Brian Ryan got that all-important goal in the second half. And to be fair to South Liberties, they went into the break three down. You know They, they chipped away that lead in the second half. And once they got ahead, they never fell behind. Now, Parswell, to their credit, did draw level a couple of times, but... A really, really exciting game 
one that's like very happy and privileged to be there to see that and scenes afterwards you know is what kind of makes it to show how much it means because there has been a stranglehold at the top table in, in Limerick Senior Harlem, but to see a new team there is very good, Matt. Ashut is great, Jack, and and um, you know in the early years of A and B, we were we we, we got a, a, an excessive diet of of um, um, the the two teams that were qualifying for the quarterfinals out of Section B being tumped in in the quarterfinals, and. Um, Last year, there seemed to be a seed change in that that um, um, South Liberties uh, um, ran Kilmallock so close last year that it, it went to extra time and a day ran Patrick's well so close. But we were still left to wonder, Jack, whether it was just one of those freak years. Well, thankfully, Jack, it wasn't. It wasn't. The gap has definitely closed. There's no question about it. Um, Kildama Palace Kenry. Um, continued in last year's vein on Saturday, and then the the, the, the breakthrough came on Sunday. And it's yeah. it's the first time in it's the first time in six years that that um, that, that, that the elite four, let's say, of Napierci, Kilmallock, Patrick's Well, and Dune will not make up the semi-finals. So it, it it's a major breakthrough, not just for for um, um, South Liberties, but also for the clubs. Um, that are in Section B. It it, 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 it it just points the way that there is that there is um, that there is a pathway to make progress. And um, there there was no doubt, Jack, about the merit of of um, yeah. South Liberty's win. Um, they had to dig very deep because it it was very very difficult conditions. But it was it was difficult conditions for both sides. But they dug deep, as you rightly pointed out, there were three points behind at halftime. And it, it was one of those days, Jack, um, when a goal was going to be a huge score. And um, that that is how it transpired. And the quality of the goal was first class um, from Brian Ryan. It, you know, come at the hour, come at the man in the right place. And and um, he, he buried it in the Patrick's wellness. And, and from there on, um, Patrick's well never regained the lead. Now they they, they restored parity on a number of occasions, and one was feeling here goes Patrick's well are going to are going to drive on, but no, it it, it was Patrick's. It was it was um, it was South Liberties. Like it, it, it we talk about leaders in sport, Jack, and it, it was a day when when when. Um, uh, South Liberties had, had had leaders all over the field. Anthony Nash in goal, you know, uh, Barry Nash, the Ryan brothers, uh, Conor McSweeney, like especially when he went back in defence, hey, they 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 led from the front. Owen Godfrey, you know, it, it was one of the, it, it was a proud day for South Liberties and the day in which they deserved to make it to a first semi final since 1985. Yeah, you, you mentioned some of the big name players there, and they really stood up and, and led by example. And you know the rest follows suit then. But as you said, thoroughly deserving of of their win. But you know <laughs> you're going from from the pit into the fire now, and you have the piercing next, the ultimate acid test in Limerick Ireland. That game is is this Saturday at, at half three in Kilmallock. But for South Liberties, it, it's bonus territory now. You know a few will give them a chance against the piercing, but. You know, you've heard Barry say after the game that 
they went into the game against Bally Brown, you know, just hoping for the best and hoping that they could possibly get into quarterfinal. Now they're in the semi-final. And after the performance they showed last week, they'll have no fear of playing in the first shake. No, no, no. And um, South Liberties w- w- uh, are travelling to Kilmallock on Saturday not to not to make up numbers. Um, as you said, they're in bonus territory and in many ways you could say possibly a free pass for them. But, you know, I, I think they're going to give it a right good shot, Jack. I, I honestly do. Um, like they, they, their tails are up now, and um, they have the they have the advantage, Jack. And it's it, it's it's only a slight advantage, but they have the advantage of having a recent game under their belts. Albeit it was only what um, to to only have been six days earlier. Um, but the Napierschik have been essentially idle for practically a month, haven't they? So yeah. um, I, I, I think that will carry a certain, a certain bit of an advantage. But, of course, when you talk about Napierce again, uh, Jack, you, 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 you're, you're talking about a star-studded um, cast that, 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 that they have. Yeah, when, when you look down through the players, I was looking down through the panel and doing the preview this week, and, and um, by God, you know, there are stars everywhere that they're, they're falling out to you and, uh, you know, young players coming through. And, um, like, I think the last day out, Jerome Byland was only named in the subs, you know. And um, you fellas like him and David Breen in the subs, that that type of thing, that type of power and experience, you know. Um, it, 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 you know, they, they, they're a very, very, very powerful outfit. And um, they seem to be absolutely determined this year. Um, to get back the title they last won in 2020. And um, um, they are going to make it extremely, extremely difficult for South Liberties. But as you said, it is the ultimate test and it's the ultimate benchmarking that South Liberties uh, can do. Um, they will leave Kilmallock on, on Saturday evening, one way or another, win or lose, and they will know exactly the level they have to get be at the top in Limerick hurling. Yeah, and the consistency is just incredible when you think about it, that it seems every second year they win the championship and once they went back-to-back and I suppose in a knockout championship game outside of Patrick's well in 19 and 21, they haven't been beaten by anyone since, was it Kilmallock in the 14 final? You know, once they get into the knockout stages, they're so hard to beat that if you were involved in the Liberties camp, how would you go about stopping... Carrot well, they were beaten by Patrick Swell last year in the semi-final. Yeah, I know. I'd say outside of Patrick Swell, who've beaten them twice, you know, yeah. in the semi yeah. and the final. Yeah. Like, yeah. other teams don't seem to, just can't seem to get the win over them in knockout games. That if you were involved, yeah. how would how would you set out your stall in trying to, I suppose, not only stop them, but get the win in the other end? Yes, it's not it's not going to be easy, but um, uh, the important thing will for, for South Liberties to maximise their chances, I think, are do what they have been doing in, in, in recent games and see where it takes them. Yeah. You know, because if, if, if you're to be in developing a strategy to, to curtail Peter Casey, if you're going to be a strategy to curtail Kevin Downs, if you're a strategy to, to contain um, um, Willem O'Donoghue, to pull um, Mike Casey out from the edge of the square, you're departing from what you've been doing for the last couple of weeks. And what you've been doing for the last couple of weeks has been successful. Yeah, and I suppose one big thing I thought from South Liberty's last day was brought huge intensity in the early part of the game and also 
the entire second half, they're going to have to be in, I suppose, in the Pierce's faces and and bring the game to them. But, you know, it's a free hit and it's a really dangerous game for Napierschig. You mentioned that layoff of a month and we'll get to their footballers in a while who successfully navigated that. But, you know, you can't beat championship games at this time of the year, realistically. No, 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 no. And, of course, um, Jack, um, since Napierschig last played, the grounds have got heavier and uh, the going is heavier. And come this time of the year, even if you have a dry spell, the, the, the grounds t- still tend to be heavy um, because it takes so much trying to get the dry them out to the, to the way they were and we'll say, when the ball was hopping in the summertime. So that in itself, Jack, it, 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 it evens it up a bit, you know. Um, but you you would have to say at this remove that, that um, it's a huge task for South Liberties. And... Um, um, they, 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 like it's a county semi final, and county semi finals normally bring pressure. But because of its liber, uh, is because it's the piercing, um, they will come, um, uh, liberties will come under no pressure. I feel that, uh, they, 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 they'll be prepared to give it a right go one to 15 and see what it takes them. Yeah, and I think that has to be the approach they take to just. Not to have any regrets and just take the game on its merits, give their best, and you know, hope like if if it goes well, they'll be in a county final, and if it doesn't, they've already ended a thirty-seven year wait for a semi-final. So you'd imagine, for their point of view, you know, it's it's job done already, and here is bonus territory. Yeah. You know, they 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 probably would be disappointed, Jack, that you know that they haven't been promoted for next year. Yeah. That yeah, that yeah. um. Uh, it, it would give them an, an opportunity to be playing at that level. Um, would say for the entire group stage of the competition, but it is it is what it is. But um, whatever the outcome on Saturday, they will be buoyed up by it, and they're going to be a formidable force um, come the championship in 2023 in Section B. Yeah, you already have them installed as favourites, even though we don't know who's going to be promoted, but. And obviously, you they are coming down, but they they will be favourites for next year's championship. But for now, you know they'll they'll certainly give it a rattle, and who knows? Like not many would have tipped them against Patrick's well, but I, I know I suppose the Pearson this year is another step up. Before we get into our semi final, twenty four hours before Liberties got through, we had KP and Dune, and for large periods that game, Kadlaya Palace Henry were ahead, or when they even when they fell behind, they they battled back and. I suppose first and foremost, their main objective was achieved when they got promoted. But they are a team that has done has given huge strides in recent years. Like, could you imagine three or four years ago they would have been disappointed to lose to Dune in, in a county senior quarter final? It just deserves huge praise for that club doing it in in both codes, and they pushed Dune all the way. In fairness, they did, Jack. And as, as we said last week, it was an early opportunity for them to benchmark themselves against what they will be coming up against in the group stages next year, next year. And by God, I'll tell you, if it was an audition for, for Section A hurling, they passed it with flying colours. You know, they, they really, really put it up to doing. And, and um, like, you know, this, this game was won, Jack, in a 10-minute spell immediately after half time. At uh, Kildama Palace Henry were a point up at half time. They fell seven points behind. 
and one was inclined to say to oneself, here goes, here goes, we're back to the same old story, the Section B team not making it in, in the quarterfinals. Jack, they dug in, and by the 59th minute, they had reduced the margin to a point. You know, yeah, and, and, and they were doing it, all, it, a lot it, of the hurling, in fairness, at that stage. At that but, stage, uh, it was pretty, pretty nerve wracking now for Dune. Um, but credit Dune, um, they, they, they dug in and, and, and they dug it out. And, um, but it, it was a huge test for, for Kildama Palace Kenry. And, like, they will relish those type of tests on a regular basis next season. I know I might be jumping the gun, but you know this 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 is the type of 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 of, of progression that has been in Kildama Palace Kenry, and um, and we've been saying it for a long long time. And uh, 20, 2017 intermediate champions, twenty nineteen Premier runners up, twenty twenty Premier champions, twenty twenty one first year senior win the county cup. And here we are, 2022, 20, get promotion. Um, Kildama Palestine's next target is to break into the top four. And, yeah, and um, you know, I don't think too many, it can be done. In fairness, too, too many sides um, will not will not be taking Kildama Palestine for granted next season. Certainly not. But I suppose it is it is doing. They got through, and it was the team we expected to get through in there. They're facing familiar opposition in Kilmallock. You know, we, we've seen these teams play against each other an awful lot in recent years. They obviously played out a draw just over a month ago in Kilmallock's final game. Obviously, Dune had the test uh, against KP in the meantime, but really even game, I think, Matt. I, you know, it, it's really hard to call a winner. Last year, Dune were flying it coming into the semi-final, and Kilmallock were probably in a low ebb. They were pushed all the way in the quarter-final by Liberties, and then they went out and blitzed Dune, and they pretty much blitzed mm. Pat Swell in the final. So, Dune will be looking for a role reversal, I suppose. We're folks on the east side first. Yeah, like it's it's it, it's um, you know, it's a fifty-fifty game, and I, I, I think what happened that day in Federmore when they played out a draw will 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 have um, very very little bearing on it because um, um, there was a good few of the stars missing, for instance, and. The Dune side, you had um, Barry Murphy missing, Adam English missing, Mikey O'Brien missing. Um, in in the Kilmarrock side, you had Paddy O'Brien, Oshin O'Reilly, Michal Oulahan missing, and Shane, Shane O'Brien left the pitch after five minutes with a pretty looking serious injury. And um, uh, so that robbed the game of, of a lot of the big names. But those that left and those that were out on the field between the white lines, Jack, they delivered a very, very interesting and a very entertaining game of hurling and mm. a very high-quality game of hurling. And um, uh, who will forget the, 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 the wonderful goal that Pat Ryan got literally seconds after halftime or indeed the point he struck right from the right-hand sideline um, for an equaliser right at the death. Like we, and we had plenty good scores in it. Um uh, Dune will be boosted, Jack, by the fact that um, Adam, um, Mike, Mikey O'Brien started last week. Um, and um, Adam English and Barry Murphy came on at half time. Adam English made an immediate impact. He scored six points. You know, he was busy. 
um, he he performed in a way that um, it was like as if he had never been away. And that's a huge boost to Ty Hayes and his management team that 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 they can say, look, um, we've got game time into those three, and um, um, they'll be so much the better for it. Now, Kilmallock, of course, um, haven't been in action since that game, which is a long layoff. And um, there, there is no doubt that... Um, uh, June, you must remember, Jack, if, if you were to get tested in a, semi, in a quarterfinal, in preparation for a semifinal, June got the ideal test from Kildama Palace Kenway. You know, you couldn't yeah. have asked for a better test. And uh, it will put him in good fettle. Now, Kilmanic will have to worry about those injuries that uh, of those four players. To, you know, um, they missed the last game. Obviously, um, it's fair to say that, that some of them will have fully recovered. Will the entire four of them have recovered? I don't know. But what I do know is that it would be important that all four, because they've, they've got to make up that little unquantifiable gap that we're talking about and we've been talking about and you know, it's been spoken about year in, year out, the advantage of going the quarterfinal route and getting the game under your belt. You know, they have they yeah. in a position now that they have to cope with that. And um like it it is in contrast to um uh, the position that they were in last year when they had to come through the quarterfinal route. And it's 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 an incredible eleventh semi final in a row for Kilmallock. Which is yeah. just <laughs> simply mind boggling. You know, it it'll 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 give you an idea. Um, and they've won, they've won four county titles in that period. Um, it will it, 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 give you an idea, of, a sense of perhaps what what um, what Dune are up against. Now there'll be a number of players in green on on on, um, on Sunday that will you know that have four county senior hurling medals in their back pocket, you know, and yeah. um, Dune will just have to take it one game at a time, you know. They will just have to park the millstone around their neck that they've never won the Limerick County Championship. Yeah. They've just got to focus on on getting over the next um, getting over the next hurdle, which is Kilmarock in the semi final on Sunday. Yeah, I suppose that I was going to question you about that, but I think it's most important for whichever team can get can get after the better start because they're they're both well capable of leading from pillar to post. They've so many talented players. And you mentioned there some of the names that were absolutely right last day. And that's the benefit for Dune, that they've got minutes into Adam English. They've got minutes into Barry Murphy, into Mikey O'Brien, these boys that even if the likes of Ushin O'Reilly and Shane O'Brien and Michal Hulan are fit to play, are they match fit, you know, and it could boil down to that because realistically Adam English did turn that game almost single-handedly. And also... Pat Cummins deserves a huge mention. Five five points from from wing back, like for doing is is fair scoring. But that you know, it can't you know, be overstated how important the quarter final route is. Yeah, well, in this particular game, you're going to talk about very very small margins that's going to decide it, Jack. No yeah. question about that. Um, Dune's performance in the quarter final would not win a semi final. Um, no. It, 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 it's a question of how much they will benefit from the quarterfinal. 
and my belief is considerably. Yeah, it may come down, Jack. Um, both sides, both sides have very, very exciting forward lines. Yeah, and it might come down to which defense will cope the best. But similarly, I, I know that the defenders don't get the praise that forwards do, but they've brilliant defensive lines. Um, you know, equally good at, at both sides. But I will say for Dune is theirs is more attacking, which lends a hand, obviously. Josh Ryan, um, Rich English, and Pat Cummins, as I mentioned, all on the score sheet last week. Probably won't see that from the Kilmallock halfback line, but will they be a bit more solid going backwards? You know, it, it's it's so hard to call. I have the results here from the last few times, obviously. Well, it will depend, depend on what the Kilmallock halfback line will be um, because we're, we're talking about Paddy O'Brien being a member of the Kilmallock halfback line if Paddy is fit. It's, it's probably going to be a very experienced halfback line in, in party, um, Gavin O'Mahony and, and Paddy O'Loughlin, all of whom, Jack, have scores in their locker. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't doubt you on that. No doubt about it. No. If, 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 if party, I'm, I'm only trying to second-guess Fenton O'Connor, Paul Tobin and Owen Ryan at this stage, but um, if, if, if Paddy O'Brien isn't fit, you know, they have Kevin O'Donnell. What a replacement, in fairness. And he certainly has scores in his locker. Yeah, I suppose it, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, contrast that the three you mentioned in the Kilmallock half-back line are all definitely capable of getting a score, but they're probably more ball players that they'll deliver it into the forwards, mm-hmm. whereas Dunes is quite athletic and they like to get forward, which leaves gaps in defence. You know, it's a, a risk and reward strategy. You probably won't see the Kilmallock boys leave their half. They'll, you know... Re- they have relied on their forwards this year and their forwards are that good that they'll shoot the lights out and they've been conceding very little at the other end. So, I mean, it's it's no surprise they played out a draw only a month ago. Last year, Kilmallock won in the semi-final. The previous year, Dune beat them in the semi-final. Uh, in 2019 group stage, it was a draw. Dune won the one before that. Kilmallock won the game before that. You know, it's... No team has, has been able to win back-to-back games, you know... It's very interesting there that you mention um, you, you mention um, um, getting back and I suppose reversing back and you're talking about Padre Coma, Rich English at centre back like he's an inspiration, but he's two wingmen, yeah. you know, Padre Cummins, but um, Padre Cummins doesn't sacrifice defensive duties when he goes forward. He 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 he's the master of making the run at the right time and being in the right place. And um, he, he delivers it very, very quick. Now, Josh, Josh's approach is, is, is sheer power. Like, I think it's one of the most formidable sights in, in Limerick hurling or hurling anywhere when Josh Ryan takes flight. It's, it's um, there, you know, there suddenly almost becomes a clear way in front of him because um, he, he's, a, he's such a powerful man, but he's... Um, but, but, but behind all that power and everything, he's a very, very, very good hurler, Jack. Yeah, Josh he, Ryan is a very, very good hurler and a very, very much an integral part of that Doom team. Yeah, obviously we've and, seen him play for the, the you know, senior footballers, were, but he was the free taker for Doom a couple of years ago as well. Like so, I mean, he has shown his prowess with the small ball. They were dicing with him for a few years in different positions, you know. 
And mm. um, Tricare seems to have found his, 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 his home where he's very, very, very comfortable and, and very, very effective. Yeah, and I mean, we haven't even mentioned midfield yet in this, which contains, you know, all our winners, Dara Donovan and Robbie Hanley and Aaron Costello could play there as well for Kilmallock in the new the likes of, you know, Eddie Stokes was, was brilliant the last day. You've Carmo crying. So much pedigree that could be in these midfield pairings, but I know that's about 10 minutes on that game. Look, it, it could be a case of one team hits the ground running, the other one can't match them, and we could have a fairly one-way, like, one way traffic like last year it was 420 to 216 you know can out their stall early and there was no coming back for doing so we could see that but i'd be expecting a close game in brough on sunday but i will get i'll get your prediction um later on in the Jack, we, in, in in all the conversation we haven't mentioned a certain shane o'brien who is yeah. worthy Worthy of a lot of consideration, and um, certainly an awful lot of consideration by the Dune defence. If he's hopefully that he that that he has recovered from that injury, and um, and add to him Connor Handy Clark, you know, it, these two guys like they 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 are an absolute huge asset to Malak, and um, like Shane O'Brien is one of those guys like that. He, you you have no qualms about paying your admission money to win and see. You know he's he's really really good and 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 um, you know let let let's hope Jay, let's hope that he makes it for the for um it, it would be a pity um they, they would be robbing it would rob the semi final of, of really one of the stars where he'd be missing because like the form that he showed for Limerick Miners and Limerick under twenties and. Above all art school she has translated that that into into um in, in into the, the the same forum for Kilmalik. You know, so like um these these guys are the guys you want to be watching, you know, and we have we have an array of county stars with of count and all Ireland medal winners, most of them with four all Ireland medals in their back pocket is hard to say it if we were trying to say that five years ago. I suppose if we said that five years ago, that in five years' time that there'll be a lot of fellas walking around Limerick with four All Ireland medals. I think you'd be arrested, but um, uh, it is what it is. But Shane O'Brien is up there with the stars. Oh yeah, definitely. I suppose Dune do have the option that they could put Richie back there. Could be Robin Peter to play Paul, but I like you. Brian has played centre back there before. He's well yeah. capable. So I suppose if Shane starts and he's, if they don't start it like that with Richie back there, they could always move an All Star. Mm-hmm. In the corner back there, but you know, it remains to be seen how how things will be maneuvered over the weekend. But it's just a fascinating time. Very important, very important uh, member for doing is Pat Ryan, and we seem to forget it now. He wasn't as effective as usual against Kildama Palace Kenry, but like it, it, you know, um, he, his consistency like is 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 pretty second to none. Like in fairness, Jack, and um, yeah. he, you know. A big Ryan from a big game from Pat Ryan will take Dune a long, long way. Yeah, like a lot of these boys, that if they do have a quiet game, they come back in style the following game. You know, and just mm. there's loads of other names that we haven't mentioned that you could go through. Just it's a real star-studded game, and I suppose for anyone watching, it'll be you'll see why Limerick are so dominant is when you have strong clubs like this. But moving into the Premier Intermediate ranks, Matt, we obviously are down. To the final four, um, I suppose it was disappointment for Glenru. They lost to Drumlin Laka, which brought them level on points, and both missed out as a result. But 
the final four we have Monoline top the group ahead of Bruff, who also won, and Newcastle, who were big winners over Nick Nakani, came in third, and Monoline, who beat Effen, Effen came in fourth, and they'll meet again this weekend. I suppose Monoline and Effen this Sunday in Fenimore at one o'clock. Um, will last Saturday's game count for anything, do you think? It will count for it will it will definitely count for something, Jack. You know, it it will um because in, in, in many ways, really really, Jack, in this competition, um uh, there was very little back to the wall stuff until the final round. And clubs backs were suddenly to the wall. And that included Mona Lee and Jack. Because we went through the permutations here, as complex and all as they were um, yeah. last week. And there was a permutation that could see Mona Lean excluded from the semifinals. But by God, I'll tell you, they, they hit the ground running. And they've got a boost in the 2018 All-Ireland medal winner, um, Andrew Latouche Cosgrave, who hasn't played all year, made a cameo appearance in the last 15 or 20 minutes. Which would be a big, big boost getting um, getting game time into a player of that caliber. And um, I, I saw Mona Lean. Um, I saw him against um, Nakeni. Um, it was a game that they were expected to win. I, I I think that narrative got into their head because you know they certainly um, uh, did not hit the high spots that day. You know. Uh, went through the motions, but still had a good win. Um, uh, but then found themselves with um, in a situation where you, you know the vagaries of the final round could have seen them miss out. But by God, they they put they put it to bed. Um, it, it's a major disappointment for Effen, and um, I, I'm disappointed with Effen and for Effen um, uh, that they find themselves in in this situation and. It, it's far from ideal, Jack. It's far from ideal that that um, you have clubs meeting in the final round and then again meeting what seven, eight days later. It's 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 not an ideal scenario. Um, you, the, the, the the nub of your question at the start, Jack, was will Effen will we see a much improvement from Effen? Um, the answer is yes. Um, there's there's no it's not going to be a fourteen point game or anything like that. Um, I, I, I think um, the defeat and the manner of the defeat, it, it, it will galvanise Effen, and they have, they have, they have players, they have players in their squad who are capable of of responding to this. Now, yeah. um, it will be very, very difficult for them to turn it around, um, <clears throat> but they've got to park that and take it as a semi-final on its merits, and and go into the game that way, face it. You know, as they really have to park what happened um, last Saturday. Yeah, you know, take it, this is a new game. It's a semi-final. Give it everything over an hour. See where it takes us, and perhaps you know the unexpected might happen, and we might get to the final. Yeah, I think Effin um, are following in the lines of, let's say, KP in their first year. Glenroe mm-hmm. and Newcastle all reached the semi-final, but couldn't get over that barrier. You know, they. They were in the top four but couldn't get over. They're trying to rectify that. And I, I will get your predictions for these two games in a while, but I suppose that's 
what Efren are trying to do is to buck that trend because you know it has become some somewhat of a trend that the the newly promoted intermediate champion finishes in the top four but can't get the the semi final job job done. For Newcastle, then you know last year was their first year reached the semi final. Were beaten by Capamore. This year they're back in the semi final. KP did that a few years ago. They got semi final their first year, a final the second year. That's what's within reach for Newcastle West. But they're playing a rough side who you know will have been as disappointed with last year ended up in the relegation final. Bruff have always been there thereabouts. They have a nice pedigree. They obviously won the under nineteens um, Premier Minor final. With a nice, nice few of those players, you know, involved as well. That like, it's you know, it's building nicely. This one, it is, and um, uh, their their meeting in 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 the group stages was very, very interesting. It ended Newcastle West nineteen points, um, rough one fourteen. Um, so that augurs very, 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 very well for Saturday. Um. Eh, it's it's a game. It, it, this this is going to be a very very tight game, Jack. Um, I, I suppose Brough have more pedigree than any other club, perhaps, in the Premier Intermediate Championship. Now they were the inaugural winners in 2014. They spent three years at senior level, and then immediately when they came back down, they qualified <coughs> for the final in 2018. Lost Gareth appeared in the finals of semi-finals of 2019 and 2020 and and failed to make the cut in 2021 so you know they're, they're, they're certainly they will see an opportunity jack that this may possibly be their year and um, an opportunity to um definitely get to get to the final i think the result in the earlier round of the of the group and the group stages of a jack would count for absolutely nothing yeah. Now, it's been a good year for Newcastle West by any benchmark. Now, they reached the semi-final last year. And, um, you know, look, all bets were off for the last two years because you had a truncated competition. But we were back to the real meaty business this year of, of eight teams, seven rounds. And, you know, Newcastle West coped with that as well and and, and got through and... Um, you know, they got through comfortably in the finish, um, in that they finished on nine points. Um, uh, they finished, um, I think it was in fourth, wasn't it? Uh, Todd Jack. Um, yeah. Uh, Brough finished second. Um, so, um, this, this, I, this is a one that's going to be very, 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 very difficult to call. I prefer you, you wouldn't ask me to call these at all, but sure. Um, you know, but um, you know, I, I can see people going around. Oh, you, you said we'd lose, you know, and uh, and here we are. You know, it is it's one of those ones. You know, um, yeah, like they finished it, level it, on points after seven games. I think that's all you need to say about yeah. it. Realistically, that it's going to be probably a puck of the ball between these teams, and it could go, it could go either way. You know, and that's just the way these things go. But I suppose we, we'll we'll come back to those later on in the podcast. Coming on to intermediate. Uh, quarterfinals, so they're we'll say a week behind. You have Brewery versus Palace Green this Sunday in Cantilly at one, and Croom versus Granabal and Gary um, on Saturday in Croke at half three. I suppose take them in a pairing. Which two do you see going through to the semi finals? 
with Napierce and Crockel Finney already waiting there. Yeah, these are repeats of last year's quarterfinals. Oh, they are yeah. So, um, you know, it it it'll be interesting. And um, if 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 you if you ask me to say who do I think will go through, I I I I would say definitely the same two that went through, went through last year. I fancy yeah. Brewery to beat, to beat Palace Green. Palace Green only barely got into um, the quarterfinal by the skin of their teeth with four points. Um, <coughs> sorry, the quarterfinal. <coughs> You know, now Croom were dependent on a last day win um, uh, to get into the quarterfinal. And um, Rana Bellingari and, and Brewery were beaten semi-finalists last year. And uh, they, they will see this as an opportunity to get back there and possibly go one better. Um, Rana Bellingari, um, they've, they've had a very, very interesting and impressive campaign. They lost the opening round, Jack, to Pro Kilfinney by a single point. And then they registered four straight wins. So now they're in a good place. Brewery won three of the five games. They lost to Fjohan initially and subsequently lost to Nepirshi. So um, it, it would look to me, if you're asking me which one of the two has the better pedig pedigree um, or of the four that has the better pedigree, um, I would definitely say Granabell and Gary would have would all day because they, you know, they, they've shown it through the group stages. If, if of course, um, uh, knockout hurling takes on a totally different dynamic. Yeah. And if if they can translate it to um, to um, uh, in, in into the knockout stage, um, I I I go for Granabell and Gary Jack, and I go for Brewery. Yeah, I suppose the only thing that will count against them is the the Palace Green and crew will be very determined to make up for, for last year, you know, losing to quarterfinal or any quarterfinal is very disappointing. But you know, it's interesting ties there. And obviously Granabell and Gary are another team doing it at both codes. They're into the junior A uh, football final after winning the junior B last year and talking about teams doing it at both codes. Trump Broadford are into the semi final. Of the junior Harland St. Kieran's completed the lineup last night. We don't have the quarter the semi-final pairings last night or as of yet, but we have St. Kieran's from Broadford, um Kilidi, and the other team escapes my thoughts, but I'm sure yeah. you will feel me. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, say, name the three again. You have you have um, oh, Patchwell. Patchwell you, were the first one in there. Patchwell, Kieran. Um Drum Broadford. Uh, St. Kieran's and Kilidi. Um, we don't have the, the quarterfinal pairings as of yet, but obviously Patchwell left it very late to beat Dune. Um, late goal 66 by, by minute Josh Carey goal. Yeah. Um, Drum Broadford probably a bit more impressive against Castletown Ballet Grand 23 to 212. Kilidi beat <laughs> That went all the way, every bit of all the way. Um, penalties 5 4, which is Really disappointing for Cora in their first knockout game in a long time, but Kilidi got through. And then last night, St. Kieran's won 16, the 10 point winners over Kiltili Drum Keen. Um, we had kind of signaled out St. Kieran's after winning all their group games and getting to a final last year. They just appear to be have had the most comfortable quarterfinal. Now, we don't know the semi final draws of yet, but St. Kieran's just seem to be the team to beat at the moment. I think it's fair to say. Uh, it, I think it's fair to say. I I, I I think so. You know, uh, 
I, I, I fancied them to win the final last year against Carolina. They came up short on the day. It was a fine performance by Carolina, actually, on the day. And unfortunately for Carolina, yeah. <coughs> that state intermediate level has been all too short because they were relegated last weekend um, following defeat by Kilmallock in the relegation final. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I fancy St. Kieran's. They haven't gone away, Jack. They, they, they just haven't gone away. And, you, you know, in the run into the hurling now, um, they, they, they were juggling between hurling and football all through the summer. And um, they were one of those clubs that were involved in prolonged involvement um, in board codes. So football now is out of the way. Not that they wanted it to be out of the way, but it is. And um, uh, it's uh, all the focus is now all the eggs are in the one basket and they're in the hurling basket. So, um, I, you know, I I fancy St. certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had said that the winner of Khalidi and... Krakora would have been my shout to cause an upset. So I suppose I'm in the cleanly boat there. But you know, any team, any team from here can uh, can definitely go on to win the championship like we saw with Caroline. And I suppose it is a big disappointment for Caroline that they will be back in the junior ranks next year. But I mentioned Drum Broadford doing it in both codes. They obviously have a semi-final this weekend um against St. Sennans in the intermediate football final or semi-final. We know won the finalist, Matt. It was uh, an appearing beat. Mungret St. Paul's 312 to 310. We to be fair, we had both gone for Mungret um probably on the basis that Napierschig hadn't played since the end of August. And for a lot of the game, it looked like it was going to be Mungret's. Um they went five or six points clear at one stage, but Napierschig rattled off uh one four or five in a row and got to win. And they're another team that are looking to bounce straight back in their one game away from doing it. They are, they are absolutely, and um, I think we both fancied them from from the outset um, because I I felt that they 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 were unlucky to lose senior status last year, and um, but you, you know I I thought that that their preparation for the semi final through no fault of their own, Jack, um, oh, yeah. and which is a bigger a far bigger issue, you know that has to be addressed, uh, and not addressing it is not an option, um, uh, that. They, they, they hadn't a game since the 26th of, of August and they had only three games in the group phase of the competition. It was far from the... They got two walkovers. It, 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 it was far from ideal preparation. But they rose to it, Jack. And, um, you know, they come the final in a couple of weeks' time, they will be far more formidable now that they've got that real competitive game under their belts. So... Um, um you know our our um you know our, our, our hunch at the start of the year that 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 Napierschik would be there or thereabouts it has come to pass already um but they're going to face formidable opposition jack yeah <laughs> um, this, this weekend we have the meeting of of um Trump Broadford and um St Sinnons. now Trump Broadford were beaten in the quarter final last year I was out at it they were beating them and not so much on the scoreline, Jack. Um, because in typical Drum Broadford's style, they hung in there. Um, but on, on the pitch and in terms of possession against Ratkeel, they were comprehensively beaten. But, um, uh, you know, they, they, they've moved on this year and, and they've, they've had a great group stages. Um, a great group stages in so far as that 
um, that they won four out of their five games. The only team to beat them was Rakeel, and Rakeel didn't qualify at all. So, um, yeah. but they 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 did some they had some very very good wins along the way over um, um, Munger St Pauls and over Gerald Griffins and all that sort of thing. You know, real good wins. And um, they're, they're a formidable outfit, but so too are St. Sinans. St. Sinans were beaten in the semi-final last year. And um, um, it's, it's this their third year back at, at Premier Intermediate level, having been senior for a couple of years? Yes, yeah, 17, so, 18, yeah. 19. Yeah, it's their third year back. And, um, you know, they're jumping at the bit to get back into seeing the ranks. Um their only defeat in the group stages was at Napiership by Napinara defeat by Napiership in the opening round, you know. Yeah. And and um, they 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 they've been very very impressive since. And of course they then they navigated their quarter final with Gerald Griffiths, which was a tricky tricky assignment, and and um, just got over the line. And um, it'll be a very very interesting game with Roman. I I have a hunch that. Um, uh, St. Sinan's just might end Drum's good run, but you know, it's a very, very hazardous and risky thing to be doing to be predicting against Drum Bradford. Yeah, that's the kind of line I'd be taking. Is it's just it's a fool's <laughs> game to be backing against Drum Bradford, but I thought Griffins would come through their, their quarter final with Sinan's, so obviously, Sinan's have a, have a good pedigree, so you know, that one could go either way at three o'clock. Um, in Newcastle this weekend, this Sunday. But um, moving on to ladies football then, Matt, and you were out in Capamore at the weekend. You mentioned the weather conditions, but um, I suppose starting with the junior final, you you couldn't you couldn't have imagined to be able to put in a performance like Kelty Gales did in those conditions. I mean, it was just flawless football. And I suppose the, the hand run the other end of it, but you couldn't say anything at fault for a hand. Kelty Gales were just brilliant from start to finish. Yeah, but they they they've been that way all all through the year, Jack. And um, you know, I I I think the writing was on the wall right from the start of the championship campaign that it was Galti Gales to lose. They entered into the intermediate league and won it. And um, uh, they they they're really really exciting. And their first half performance, Jack. What what I likened it to was Limerick's first half performance in the 2020 All Ireland final. Because you remember that day that that that, that um, uh, Limerick scored a phenomenal three goals in eighteen points. Kelty Gale scored three ten in in, in the first conditions. half. Uh, in those conditions, like you, you, you know, it was irresistible football. It was just simply fantastic. They're, like they 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 had a forward line, you know, that that are really they 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 picked them. Um, uh, Roshin really who's fair of the match. Leah Leah Geary at full forward, absolutely fantastic. Really. Frida Martin, you know, um, right back along the field, right back to fullback Shelley Fitzgerald. Uh, sorry, Shelley uh, Walsh, who was the captain, right through the, um, right through the lines. They, 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 they were fantastic. Now, a hand made a go of it in the second half, um, um, but you know, I, 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 I think Johnny Cleary, the, the Kelty Gales manager, probably. Had a job of work to do at half time to get his girls to go out and 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 deliver more of the same because at three ten to one two at half time they had delivered victory you could say but within seconds of the restart, Neil Brennan got a goal for for a hand, yeah and and um, 
you, you know, one one sensed um, briefly, very briefly, that that um, that it 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 um, it heralded a comeback, but it didn't. Right at the other end, um, uh, Galtie Gales added one three, including Roisin Breedy, um, getting a great goal, hurt hard of the game, and um, it, it was from a very very acute angle, but she buried it in the corner of the net like an. <coughs> no element whatsoever a fluke in a jack. She teed it up and 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 slotted it into the corner. And you know, at that was game set and match though in scoring terms. A hand won the second half. They scored one four, I think, to the Gales one three. You know, but um I, I'm sure stage. I'm sure Galtie Gales tested in the second half that they, they that they would have responded. Jack, I'll be surprised. If there'll be one bit out of place um, when it um, when it comes to the intermediate championship next year, they're, they're, I think they they're entitled to look forward to it with with relish. And you know, it completed a great twenty four hours for the Gales because on Saturday they won the novice final. They yeah. beat all mill, so that will give you an idea of the depth of the squad that they have. Like they did, they're up to thirty players. Uh, uh, here actually, they're, they're thirty four players. In Capamore last Sunday, you know, and um, with the exception of a few, they're all drawn from their own parish, like the, the like the male counterparts. Yeah, no, it but was, it was great work you know, being done. It, 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 it give you an idea of what football means in the parish. If you were there last Saturday, last Sunday, like every one of the senior football team, almost to a man, were there shouting them on. You know, it was huge. Good to see. And I, I suppose it was good to see Galtic Gales get that win. And also for Ula, after the disappointment of last year, to finally get over the line, they beat Nakani, a pair of Amy Ryan goals, probably the difference in the end. And, you know, it continues that trend, Matt, of teams getting to a final and being beaten and coming back the following year. And Ula were no different on Sunday. No different on Sunday. And they, 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 they fully deserved their win. And, of course, those sides had met earlier in the competition, the first round, and um, Ula had won 6-16 to 1-6. Um, but uh, by God, I'll tell you, Nakani made a game of it, Jack. Um, in the first half, <coughs> it ended. <coughs> now, conditions were deteriorating <coughs> as the game was going on, uh, as the game was going on, because um, it was the second game. And like it was nip and tuck in the first half, very, very, very close. Um, uh, no sugar coating it. it. It wasn't good football. Um, but like they, they were mitigating circumstances because greasy ball, greasy on the foot conditions, what have you. But in the second half, um, in a four minute spell, the game turned on its head um, with those two goals. The first, I, I, I thought was. Simply excellent um, individual effort. Um, Amy was out on the left. She crossed the goal, trying to get an opportunity. Eventually saw the spot and um, pulled the trigger. And there was there was the hope that um, that um, that um, Lily O'Donnell in, in the Nakani goal could have done anything about it. Now the the second was a very good goal as well, and it, it was applying the finish to what was a good and good good move, but. Um, it effectively put the game practically out of Nakani's reach because um, you had the experience of Dune clicking in there and and uh, at that stage and like 
if you if you went down the lines, um, uh, you Siobhan will can um, um, the um, you Siobhan Maloney at full back who was immense, and um, you know, and um, then then you had Leah Cochran at midfield who played a huge huge part. And up front, of course, there was Amy Ryan, but one player who really, really caught the eye, um, I, I, I thought anyway, was was Lenny Stokes. Yeah, I was um, thinking the same. She ended up with three points from play, and um, she was simply magnificent. She, she, she's just a, a bundle of energy, <coughs> and um, you know, a, a workaholic, and um, a really, really, really exciting good player now. So um you you Kathleen Fitzgibbon in the half back then used used to play with Limerick. So um you had um, like they 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 had the names all over the pitch and um, when it came to closing out the game and um like you know I, I think once the two goals went in Jack at no stage did I see um Ula in any imminent danger of being overtaken. Um yeah. it was that kind of a game and you know, you're Kavno Dwyer in goal who has experience of playing with Limerick. So, like, they had it right down the lines. Now, now Kenny did stage a bit of a recovery and it was led by 2018 All-Ireland medal winner Eva, Eva Hartigan. Um, she, 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 first of all, she got a free and she, she put it over the bar. And a couple of minutes later, a minute or two later, there was, um, they were awarded a free. I think it was Quiva McNamara. I think possibly that they took a quick free, spotted Eva Hartigan. Um, in an advanced position, she gave Cameron the wire no chance, and um, it, it reignited them. Um, it, it reignited them. Um, any hopes, but it, it was a very, very, very youthful Nakani side, and um, I, I think we flagged that last week. And um, when push came to shove, at the end of the day, it was experience against youth, and invariably in those type of situations, it's experience wins out. But um, there can be no doubt about the the, the merit. Um, that that Ula deserved to win um, the intermediate championship, um, not just this year, but since they've been promoted in in in, in um, was it back in 2016? I think um, yeah. they have been they have been dicing with making the breakthrough since, and they have um, Richard Balls and his management team have done an excellent job with them. They have they have been through to the semi final, um, I think, every year, and through to the final last year, and so. I suppose that day in the sun, albeit it was heavy rain, um, it, it eventually it, it eventually came and 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 they got over the line, and they're seeing a football to look forward to now. And I'm just wondering, um, Jack, I've just been thinking since and reflecting since that there, there, there were seven teams in the senior football championship this year. Um, will will they become the eight? Which would be, I, I don't know. Um... I don't know when they become the eight, but certainly they won't be out of place. Like Elty won't be in intermediate. Ula will be the same in senior. And we saw Drum make that successful transition. So Ula will be looking to, to follow suit next year. But big congratulations to Ula and Gelty Gales on winning those titles at the weekend. We'll have two more titles decided um, this weekend, this Saturday and Sunday. In the Camogie Championships, we have the junior and intermediate. We'll start with the junior, Matt. Blackrock Effin versus Galbally. That uh, promised to be a tasty affair uh, between near neighbours. Yeah, very tasty affair in Martinstone on Saturday at three o'clock, Jack. And um, you, you, you've Galbally, um, they, they, Galbally are looking to go one better than last year, Jack. They, they, they were beaten in the semi-final and they put up a, 
they put up a good, very good show against a very good Adair team in 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 the in the final last year, and um, it, it it's indicative like of maybe where they are at that they that, that they they troubled Adair for a long, long time. That Adair are now through to the intermediate final, so um, yeah. um, they, they 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 were up against a very, very good side. Now they they will be coming back um, hoping to go one better, but. Um, standing in that way are, are Effin and Black Rock. This is a combination that came together as a merger of the, the respective clubs in 2015. And I'll tell you, it, it has been some uh, it has been some rise uh, through the ranks for for um, Black Rock Effin. They 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 um, they only fielded an adult team for the first time in 2019. And that year, they, they they won the Junior B Championship and were promoted, and um, they 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 have won the Junior Plate and have been runners up in the Junior Plate since. So, like you, we were talking about the progression of Kildama Palace Henry, we're we're, we're we're looking at a similar we're looking at a similar progression here, and um, <clears throat> all right, it's going to be that first time in the final, and um, uh, they, they, obviously they're going to relish it, and. Um, like it's a game that can go either way, Jack. I, I wouldn't dare put my head in the block and say who come out on top. Yeah, I won't. I won't ask you so if if you want, but I will. Um, I suppose probably ask you more for the intermediate between Adair and Crokel Finney. Obviously, Adair were junior champions last year. Um, near neighbours going against each other. It promised to be an intriguing contest, but. I suppose even though Adair were junior last year, they have shown the pedigree and they have the players to. You know, to make that step up to senior in only two years, but Croke have been there for a while, and I think we're beaten in the quarter semi final last year, so they'll be looking to go two steps better. Um, I'll ask you to call this one, or where do you think the game be won and lost? Yeah, I, 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 I think there's 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 an element of 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 momentum with the dare. Um, I saw him playing junior last year. I was hugely impressed with him. Um, when it comes to the at this level, Jack, big players are big, are seriously big, and like you know, for a day, um, they don't come much bigger than an, an all star nominee in, in Cueva Costello. Yeah. Sophia Colan, who captains the team, is also immense, and um, then you have Ashton Connolly, a two times all star in inside in the full forward line. <coughs> Good spread, <clears throat> center back, center forward, <clears throat> corner forward, top class players. Then you've Grace McNamara, who's quite experienced as well, and doubles up as chairperson of Limerick Morgan. Um, I, I I think that they, 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 they have the big names, and I I, I I think they have the power. Now, Brian Sexton of of the um, Sexton Clan in Brewery is the manager of. Um, uh, Kid Finian obviously has done a very good job with him uh, to bring him to the threshold of, of um, um, you know, senior hurling or senior camogie for next year. Um, they, they, they will be depending on the like of Orlet Kelleher, who is a very, very good player, with very, very good player, a very, very promising player with, with, with memory. Um, but looking at it overall, Jack, um, was impressed with a day or jury, and I think we flagged at the right at the outset. We were previewing the Camogie Championship about the possibility of a day being in the situation that they're in now. 
And I think the biggest scalp of all um, for a dare, they beat last year's semi-finalist, um, Mona Lean, in the semi-final. Oh, sorry, last year's finalist and runners-up, Mona Lean, in, 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 in the semi-final. That, that, that was a huge, huge scalp. Jack, I'm going for a dare. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, just as you said, the player power they have, um, an all star nominee can make a telling difference at that level. And I'd expect a dare to come through that one. Um, last week, Matt, we recorded on Wednesday, so we were 48 hours before the news that the Limerick senior footballers have a new manager. That man is Ray Dempsey from Mayo, um, managed his own native Knockmore to successive county titles, has managed underage. In Mayo, but I suppose the biggest positive to come from it is that he was the leading contender for the Mayo job. Mayo obviously are perennial All Ireland contenders, so I mean, if he was in the reckoning for that job, you'd be really hopeful as a Liverpool football fan that he can continue the great work that Billy Lee did for the last six, seven years. And you know, he brings him a huge pedigree, and we don't know his background team yet, but a really excitement, exciting appointment for Limerick, no doubt. Yeah, it is an exciting appointment, and. Um... I had a call from somebody during the week um, who was waxing lyrical about his qualities. And um, he was waxing lyrical that, you know, that we <coughs> we had kind of pulled one when, 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 when he was appointed. Because as you rightly say, he was right in the thick of it for the, for the Mayo job. Now, he's a former Mayo footballer. Um, you know, he, he, he had a pretty, um, you know, a pretty decent career with Mayo now. As well as managing not more to successive county titles in the last couple of years, um, he has been manager of, of um, uh, this is my information, he has been manager of Mayo minor and under 20 teams without success, but he came with the caveat that um, he, he um, that they, he just didn't have the quality of the, the players at the time, but that he left his fingerprints on them in that a lot of them improved and went on to greater things. So, <clears throat> you know, what we got to do is wish him the very, very best of luck. It'll be interesting to see who, who will be coming on board um, as his management team. Um, that, that will be an important factor, of course. And uh, what, what I would believe, and um, not telling him what his management team should be, but I, I think it will be very, very important that there would be a local input, a Limerick input yeah. into it. So um, now that there the, 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 the were rumours to the, to the effect that um, uh, I think in his package for Mayo, he had included Oshin McConville of Armagh, but he has since been appointed manager of Wicklow, so that, that, that's an on-runner anyway. So I, I, I think his management team, um, the those he'll surround himself with, will be very, very important. And as I said, very, very important that he should... Um, that there should be a local element in it, local content in the management team. Yeah, you mentioned Ocean McConville there. I just, it would be easy to say that he'll transfer over the, the management packet that he was going to bring to Mayo, but logistically, a share of those people from Mayo, they might want to make the journey to Limerick and to fair to Ray. I'm fairly sure he lives in, in Mayo. So it's, you know, he's given up a lot of time to take on this role. But as I said, first and foremost, it's very exciting. Um, I'm sure he'll get the right people in place. And it would be good, I suppose, to have a Limerick. Um, voice inside there that has seen the club championship because it is coming to an end. We have 
the semi-finals next week and the final is i think scheduled for the 6th of november so um the best of luck to ray anyway i suppose it isn't too long before we'll see limerick in mcgrath cup action but until then um i suppose the best of luck to him and whoever he has in his management team and hopefully that the players appropriate players will present themselves and that limerick can continue the good work that billy lee has been putting in for the, la- the billy lee and the players and management team have been putting in over the last six seven years but yeah the best of luck to ray um, before we finish, Matt, we'll go into our predictions as always. Um, just, just before you go there now, um, I just um, uh, something that has struck me during the week, and it's 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 um, it's these county cups, Jack. So the 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 county senior hurling cup is on on Sunday, I think, between um, um, Mungo St Pauls and Barry Brown. Yeah, you know, but the intermediate cup this year has been nothing short of a farce. And, um, you know, I, I, I think it's past the time to end the charade. The four clubs that were quali- qualified were um, Maru Bohar, um, Fiona, Hospital Herbertstown, and Nakaderi. Now, we had Maru Bohar and Fiona um, putting out of the semi-finals. And we have Hospital Herberstone giving a walk over in the final. That that is no value. Um, Nakaderi are county um, intermediate cup champions for 2022 without poking a ball in anger. What is the merit of that competition? Uh, I don't None. know. Um... None. None whatsoever. You know. I, I, I think, uh, you know, the county cup, whilst the concept is good, Jack, that it, it, it should be a good consolation prize. But unfortunately, the clubs are not seeing it that way. Uh, they have a totally different perception of it. You know, as as one said to me, sure, look, it's only reminding us that we're out of the championship, out of the big one. You yeah, know, I so for, for their future, clubs, Jack, has to be thrown into doubt. And we already have a very, very clogged season. And maybe it's time that the county cups get off the pitch. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting you you talk about the county cups there. Obviously you'd you'd like to hear, I suppose, the opinions of the Bally Brown and Munger St. Paul's players. Are they happy to have another game or would they have been as happy to end the season when it did. You talk, look at Gary Spillane, whose season just came to an end. Would they have liked to be involved? Similarly, a hand who you know avoided relegation, I presume they would have wouldn't have mind another game if you had semi finals, maybe in that. From my personal point of view, I know, like for Ballystein, we missed out on the quarter finals. You know, we finished fourth in our group. I'm sure, the lads would have wouldn't have mind another game, maybe for. A cup, I know it isn't the one you, you set out to win in the start of the year, but for some teams, you know, any sort of silverware would be very welcome. So I suppose the condensed nature of the season probably makes it a bit harder, but it's an interesting one. But certainly discredits the integrity of a competition if there's walkovers and no actual final played. But it is important that you, you address that there, you know. So hopefully yeah. maybe there, there's a decision made on you know, trying to improve the integrity of it or, you know, just calling quits with competition with the nature of the condensed well, season. Jack, there's, there's considerable difference between me talking about it and the powers that be talking about it. 
You know, yeah. the ultimate decision, the, the ultimate decision rests with them. And um, I can only describe it as somewhere between a charade and a farce. I don't know yes, what, what, you, what, you, what you'd call the middle ground, but a competition like that. Okay, the senior one is going, is going to take place. And actually, the Senior County Cup last year was a very interesting game, and I was there with you, Jack, at it, between Gareth Spillane and Kildama Palestinri. Yeah. <laughs> full, full credit to the two teams. They gave it everything, and probably Belly Brown and Mungret will give it everything um, uh, come, come Sunday. You know, but um, down at intermediate level, the, the intermediate clubs seem to have totally disengaged with the County Cup. And They've 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 fallen out with the competition, obviously, and yeah. the the whole concept of the county cup needs to be revisited and looked at. And if you haven't a meaningful competition that clubs want to be part of, uh, you're actually going nowhere. Yeah, it's an interesting one, and hopefully one that'll be rectified going forward. I suppose best look to Bally Brown and Mungo St. Pauls this weekend, as you rightly said. It was a brilliant game last year, so hopefully more the same. But it, um, probably won't be able to get there with the the senior semi-finals on. But to round out the the pod, as we always do, Matt, we'll go into our predictions. Just four games this week. We'll look at last week's results. We both went the same way in all the games. Bar one that I called a draw it didn't come to fruition. We're still that one point ahead. Both at Dune, Newcastle, and Brough. We bought a patch as well that were defeated. Um, both at Glenroe that were defeated, and then. Um, you had Effin and I had a Monoline and Effin draw so that's the state of play as we get to the, the business end of the predictions Matt but I'll start with one of the big ones or I'll start I suppose we'll start with Premier Intermediate and we'll go with Monoline versus Effin um, obviously Effin were big winners when they played only 8 days ago and you alluded to that fact that it will have an impact how much of an impact will it have do you think? If I, I'm going with Monoline by five. Monoline by five. Do you know what? I'm going to go with Effin to turn the tide. Um, I just like to go against you sometimes. But I, I think they might break that hoodoo of getting back up. We had singled them out earlier on the year, both of these teams, Monoline and Effin. So, I mean, it's it's, it's hard one to call. Monoline will be favourites. There's no doubt about that. And then Newcastle West versus Brough. Brough by three. Brough by three. One of the teams that actually came in for us last week um, with their win. I'm going to go Brough as well, narrowly by two points um, to beat Newcastle, but it, it's, a, it's a toss of a coin, that one. That would leave, for you, a Brough Monoline final, for me, a Brough Effin final. But um, On into the senior championship then. Dune versus Kilmallock. Kilmallock by two. Kilmallock by two. Do you know what? I've gone. I said at the start of the year, I, I had a feeling about doing. I don't think they've played to the level that I thought they would play this year. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with doing to win by two points and avenge that defeat um, from last year's semi final. And then the Pearshig and South Liberties. The Pearshig by five. The Pearshig by five. I'm gonna go on the Pearshig by six. Um, I think last week was the big game for South Liberties, you know, we, we've alluded to that earlier on the podcast. Very difficult going against the Piercing. They have been the standard bearers in the competition for so long. That would leave, for you in the Piercing Kilmallock final, for me, 
Nabirshi doing it there to come true. So we will have differences in whatever final we think is going to happen. But I suppose cracking games look forward to Matt. If if you were to single out one game as the game of the weekend from those four. Well, all, all due respects to the other six, um, it has to be Dune and Kilmallock. Yeah, we, we spent, uh, I suppose, a good nearly 15 minutes discussing that game. And no surprise, re- re- uh, there's no surprise really with the, you consider the players in action there. Um, you know, it's just mouthwatering. The amount of All Ireland medals that will be taken to the field um, in Brough this Sunday is something to behold. Probably a Limerick senior game has never had as many medals on one field at one they'd moment. They'd make about 10 medal chains. Yeah, at least. But um, before we finish, Matt, obviously it's all GA with us, but stepping away from GA for a minute, last night the, the, the Irish women's national team qualified for the World Cup. Um, and I suppose they're a team that have kind of touched the nation in general. Um, I couldn't claim to be a huge soccer fan in general, but it was lovely to see the, the scenes over in Hamden Park. And, you know, nice to have an, an Irish team to look forward to in the World Cup next year. In New Zealand and Australia. Yeah, unfortunately, I, I I didn't get to see it because I was away at a couple of funerals last night. Unfortunately, we have to bury the dead as well, Jack. Um, God rest them. But um, yeah, I, I I didn't see it. But like um, certainly the significance of the victory and qualifying for a first ever World Cup hasn't been lost on me. And like like the whole nation is in. Um, it's in celebration, I suppose, tempered celebration this week. Because, like I suppose, um, the sad events of last Friday increased love. I, I think they overshadow every, every, everything, and um, like it, they put every everything into context. And I suppose there was a bit of irony in it that you know that um, uh, that the winning strike was by a girl from Donegal. Um, you know, it, it's it, it's a county that needs a lift at the moment. Um, um, very 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 sad days in Donegal, but um, and indeed in Ireland. As 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 we all share their 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 you know, unspeakable grief, um, yeah, yeah it, 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 it's it's fantastic. Any time that you come through a group stage and um, uh, qualify and had had to actually go through a playoff um, series to qualify um, is a good day. Any day you qualify um, <coughs> for a world tournaments final uh, or world tournament finals. It's 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 just simply fantastic and well done to the girls and the best of luck to the girls and um, I I suppose it has been something in a way that has been coming um, yeah. um like they they have been building and building and building and and now they're there and and let's hope they give a good account of themselves which I'm pretty sure they will. Yeah, that's that's the main main goal there and just echo your sentiments there. From that tragedy in Donegal, um, you know it's it's very difficult for all the families, and a lot of us are from rural parishes and can only try to relate to what happened up there, and it's it's just terrible. But it was fitting in a way that, as you said, a girl from Donegal got that that crucial goal. So our condolences out to everyone affected by that tragedy in Creasley, and congratulations to the Irish women's national team. Um, I suppose that'll bring an end to the, the podcast. There's flashing lights behind you, Matt. I don't know, is that just on the screen or what's gone there? But we've 80 minutes on the clock there. It's plenty of limited action for any week. Obviously, the, the Senior Hurling Championship semifinals are the standouts. We also have Premier Intermediate semifinals, Junior uh, or Intermediate Hurling quarterfinals. We have a 
intermediate football semi-final and a, a, a junior football semi-final. So loads of action, Komogi as well. So a huge thank you to you, Matt, as always. And a huge thank you to everyone that tuned in. Um, stay safe and have a good weekend. Thanks, Jack. Especially in the game, we get all of what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run that was it. Put the ball over the bar and the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody.